Who really knows if Israel's current strategy is the best one? I've got him on the show today. Chris Cuomo here. Thank you for being part of the Chris Cuomo Project, subscribing, following, checking us out with our free agent gear for independent thinkers. So to the extent that we can analogize what's happening in Israel to what we've seen before, now you can certainly do that in terms of the Middle East conflict, but if you want to do it to the recent American experience after 9-11, what did we learn from what worked and didn't in the war on terror, which is what fighting Hamas is really about, an idea that manifests itself over an aggrieved population, uh, not just one group of individuals. General David Petraeus, retired, of course, but he was in charge of the surge that made the difference in Iraq. And he wasn't dropping bombs as much as he was dropping truth bombs. And he came up with a different strategy specifically as counter-terror, which went not to destroying the man, but destroying a bad idea with a better one. So I asked him to come on the project to talk about how it worked there and what he's seeing in Israel. This isn't about the simple binary choice of Israel good, Gaza bad. There's nuance, there are tactics, and time. Here's General David Petraeus. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Prize Picks. Prize Picks, man, if you like DFS, this is the way to go. America's number one fantasy sports app. Three million members. Why? Easy, exciting, plenty of action. Makes watching the sports, makes watching the players more fun. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats. And if you're any good, winnings roll in. And now you can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn 100 into 10,000. You can turn 10 bucks into 1,000. Basketball, hockey, college, you know, all the different entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. You ready to get started with Prize Picks? Download the app today. Use code CCP. You'll get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, download the app today. Use the code CCP. You get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And it's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. 
Check it out. General, thank you for joining us. Uh, do you believe that a bombing campaign by Israel alone will get rid of Hamas? No, and I don't think the Israelis are under any uh, illusions about that either. What they've been doing is carrying out what the military calls shaping operations, uh, setting the conditions so that when they do introduce their soldiers into this very fiendishly difficult context, uh, really the most difficult conditions I can think of, uh, arguably since the end of World War II, uh, that those soldiers, the conditions will be set as to the greatest extent possible uh, so that the Hamas headquarters, key leaders, logistical sites, uh, tunnels, uh, their major weapons platforms and so forth, all will have been uh, destroyed or at least degraded. And this is standard. Remember that we pounded the Iraqi military for 39 days from the air uh, before launching what turned out to be a 100-hour war uh, to defeat the Iraqi forces and liberate Kuwait uh, back in the first Gulf War. We did took, undertook similar operations, not as much air power, uh, in many of the cities that we liberated in Iraq from Al-Qaeda during the surge, but we never faced an enemy anywhere near as numerous uh, or as determined as I think this one will be. Keep in mind that this enemy knows Gaza City like the back of their hand. They have been presumably preparing to defend it for months, if not years. They've built hundreds of miles of tunnels underground. They don't wear uniforms. They use civilians and hostages, as we have seen tragically and terribly, as human shields. Uh, they'll use improvised explosive devices, booby traps, and most pernicious of all, some of them will likely prove to be willing to blow themselves up or blow up car bombs uh, with themselves in it to take Israelis with them. So again, I, I can't think of a more difficult set of factors uh, for any military force really since the end of World War II. Mosul, uh, clearance of the Islamic State, uh, Mariupol, as you know, in southern uh, Ukraine, very tough urban operations. But I think this will prove to be even more challenging given the sheer number of the Hamas and Islamic Jihad fighters. We're talking probably tens of thousands uh, of them uh, and the fact that they have to be captured or killed in this case in order to fulfill that mission that's been assigned to the military of destroying Hamas and then also dismantling the political wing. Would you be doing anything differently than is being done right now? Well, I've publicly suggested that I think it would be helpful uh, for Israel to lay out a vision for the future of the Palestinians in Gaza. I know that they're trying to work out who it is and what will administer Gaza uh, in the wake of the destruction of Hamas and its political wing. Uh, I'm not sure that they're going to find someone whose hand goes up who can be competent and capable and, and will give them the confidence that they could hand off uh, to that entity, keeping in mind that whatever it is, whoever it is that administers Gaza in the wake of this conflict of the war, uh, when Hamas is determined to have been destroyed, uh, they'll not just be handing out humanitarian assistance and restoring basic services and overseeing reconstruction of the enormous damage and destruction, um, they'll also have to carry out a counterinsurgency or counterterrorist campaign to ensure that the remnants of Hamas and Islamic Jihad that inevitably will be there 
uh, cannot reconstitute in the way that the remnants of the Islamic State, after we defeated them during the surge in Iraq, kept them down for three and a half years. And then after we withdrew our combat forces, Iraqi security forces took their eyes and pressure off them. And a couple of years later, there was a caliphate in northern Iraq and northeastern Syria. So again, the challenges of the post-conflict here are very substantial. And, and as you well recall, uh, we didn't exactly get that right uh, when we took Baghdad and toppled the Saddam Hussein regime, uh, our post-conflict phase four, as it was called, uh, operations. Uh, the plans proved to be less than adequate. The risk of creating the next generation of resistance because of the bombing and all the civilian casualties and uh, losing political support because of the optics of the lopsided nature of this, how relevant are those factors? Those are relevant. Arts and minds do matter. Again, you really should think about this entire campaign as a counterinsurgency campaign, not just a conventional military campaign, because a counterinsurgency campaign remind you of the crucial importance of not just offense and defense, but stability operations. That's essentially the nation building piece. And you need the people with you. As you'll recall, Chris, when we set about the task of destroying Al-Qaeda in Iraq during the surge, we laid out for the Sunni Arabs, Al-Qaeda, of course, being a Sunni extremist organization, that life would be much better if they either helped us or at least stopped supporting Al-Qaeda uh, in Iraq. Uh, given that the extremists had caused so much damage and destruction and, and loss of life in their own neighborhoods. Uh, and over time, they came to support us. We had a process of reconciliation, stripped them away from Al-Qaeda, and that made our task much more straightforward. And ultimately, of course, we did improve life for the Sunni Arabs very, very considerably. So again, thinking about hearts and minds once the conflict is done, is really important, and that means you should think about them during the conflict uh, as well. And these scenes are obviously grim, they're gruesome. Um, I'm not gonna second guess my old Israeli partners without knowing precisely what the targets were, what they were seeking to achieve, how vitally important they may have been. Uh, but there's no question uh, but that these scenes are going to lead to an erosion uh, of support around the world and a half-life of that sympathy that Israel was uh, rightly uh, uh, experiencing in the wake of that absolutely horrific attack uh, on 10-7. Keeping in mind that, you know, we we lost not quite 3,000 uh, Americans, international citizens on the attacks of 9-11. The Israelis lost the equivalent in U.S. terms of over 50,000. So 1,400 Israelis, population 9.3 million. The U.S. population, again, over 50,000 and the hostages are over six or 7,000, depending on the exact number, equivalent uh, per capita in the U.S. Uh, so, but again, thinking this through, laying out what the vision is, and I think acknowledging that if necessary, the Israelis are going to take over the administration of uh, post-conflict activities in Gaza until a competent, capable Palestinian entity or other international interim authority can be put in place. But but that authority is not going, again, just to hand out humanitarian assistance. They have to keep a very close eye on Hamas and Islamic Jihad remnants to ensure that they can't reconstitute and you end up going through this all again. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. 
Let me tell you, we're all dealing with it, especially in American culture, right? Because we're so credit sensitive. We have so much available credit. People take advantage of it. Often it takes advantage of them. High interest credit cards are real. Loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. Inflation keeps just taking away what you can pay, keeps you stuck in almost a paycheck to paycheck existence. Done with debt can be a lifeline. Done with debt has this ingenious new system that gives you a way to deal with debt faster and easier than you probably thought possible. See, Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options that you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They have a skilled staff of negotiators that know how to get debt out of your life, ready? Permanently. Done With Debt has a bunch of experts. They've been doing this and they know the best strategies to reduce and remove debt from your life. But you gotta hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Here's how easy they'll make it. If you go to donewithdebt.com, that's donewithdebt.com, right? D-O-N-E-W-I-T-H-D-E-B-T.com, you can find the answers to your debt problems. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Cozy Earth. Let me tell you, bedding matters. And this isn't just me telling you this. In a recent survey, seven out of 10 parents said that they get an average of three hours of sleep a night in the baby's first year. Hello, Greg. Now, mommies need quality sleep and bedding will matter. There are other variables, but here's one that you can control, okay? When we made the switch to Cozy Earth, I noticed the difference. I did not know that fabric or textiles could really be temperature sensitive, meaning if it's cold, they keep you warm. If it's warm, they can kind of cool you off. I did not know that. I know it now because I have Cozy Earth, okay? So this Mother's Day, why don't you treat the mamas in your life to the luxury they deserve with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize her self-care and sleep health? Doesn't she deserve it? Mm-hmm. Don't forget, use my promo code CHRIS at checkout and you get 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Okay? When you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down and that will make me very happy. What do you make of the reaction on the campuses of certain universities here in America? Uh, that is exceedingly emotional. Um, it's not quite the, if you will, the perhaps reasoned. Again, this is a very emotional topic, and I understand that very much. Uh, but one hopes that there can be at least discourse um, and, and communication uh, with each other. Uh, rather than what has become the very, very emotional outbursts that you see, uh, frankly, in either sides on these campuses, some of which is is very disturbing. Do you think if there had been social media in place back in 2001, we would have seen a different reaction at home to what America did after 9-11? It's certainly possible, but it might have been even more, more in search of vengeance uh, at that time. Um, I think, you know, the the desire for revenge was obviously very, very palpable then. And it's very possible that it may, may have led to even a greater sense of need for that. Uh, but clearly, the, the presence of social media has really changed the landscapes in which 
combat is carried on now. You see it in, in Ukraine. There's never been as much transparency on a battlefield as there has been in Ukraine, given that everyone has a smartphone, internet access, and social media onto which they can upload videos and photos and so forth. Uh, and again, that can cut in a variety of different ways. And if people are inside social media silos uh, or go down so-called rabbit holes and so forth, uh, echo chambers, then that can obviously magnify the emotions that one is feeling, again, Ooh. from the different perspectives that are in play here. How long do you see this uh, phase playing out in the region? And what do you think is most important for American leadership to do right now? Well, to answer the last one first, uh, I think what we are doing, according to Senator, to uh, Secretary of State Blinken, uh, who has stated that he is going to sit with the Israelis, discuss how more uh, humanitarian assistance can get into southern Gaza in particular, how they can work on trying to get more of the hostages released, uh, how to get more of the international citizens out of uh, south Gaza as well, and also to discuss the imperative of Israel uh, explaining their commitment to uh, abide by the Geneva Convention, the laws of land warfare, explain what their process is in this regard. They actually have a concept called purity of arms, which is their interpretation of the laws of land warfare, very similar to our application of them as well. And then to talk about the future, uh, because I think these elements are, are missing right now. Uh, I understand, again, the focus on destroying Hamas, that's what needs to be done, but that's the military's task. And there are other bodies in the government that clearly can do a lot more thinking and explaining on this. And I know that there are at least two entities within the government that have been charged to examine the, the options and determine what might be possible. But I think the sooner some of that is made public, the better, because it then conveys that there is a concern about the Palestinians uh, in a very significant way uh, in their life after Hamas. I'd also submit that it probably would be wise to do the same uh, to provide a vision for the Palestinians in the West Bank as well. Again, this has been a horrific event, 10-7, uh, absolutely unspeakable, barbaric uh, actions taken by Hamas. Uh, and perhaps it can have a catalytic effect to resume the kinds of discussions and negotiations and actions that could finally reach some kind of resolution uh, on the aspirations of both the Israelis and the Palestinians. Last question, General. Why isn't there a shift of focus off of Israel and onto Palestinians to reject Hamas and the Arab states who go out of their way to talk about brotherhood until it comes time uh, to donate humanitarian aid uh, to Gaza to create stability there and to help nurture that community? Why is so much of it on Israel and not their natural allies uh, within and around Palestine? Well, I'm not sure the standards have ever been uh, fair uh, in that regard. Uh, there are inclinations by different groups around the world. Um, we've seen it many, many times tragically in history before, uh, and we're seeing some of that again. Uh, the ugly head of anti-Semitism uh, clearly is present. It has been amplified uh, and so forth. And so that's, I think, what we are seeing. And to answer the question about the regionalization of this and just the duration uh, of this also, Chris, clearly depends. Uh, Israel has made rapid progress uh, 
to this point in northern Gaza, encircling Gaza City. But now is when the tough work begins. Uh, now is when Israeli soldiers are literally going to have to go building to building, clear every floor, room, cellar, tunnel, hundreds of miles of tunnel underneath Gaza City that were established, constructed by Hamas for just such purposes. And again, a very, very tough enemy that knows the landscape in a way that Al-Qaeda in Iraq or uh, the Islamic State in Mosul never really quite had. Uh, and it will depend on how fierce their resistance is. It's going to depend on the sheer numbers that Israel can bring to bear. Keep in mind that you don't just clear a building and go on to the next one. You have to clear and hold. You have to leave forces behind to secure the building so that the enemy can't re-infiltrate, slip through somehow, or come up through a tunnel that hasn't been discovered. Uh, and all of a sudden you're fighting in 360 degrees, or in fact, those forces get uh, taken hostage themselves. So again, the challenges here now are really going to begin because it's now that you have to expose infantry soldiers to the enemy uh, to draw their fire, noting that again, the enemy doesn't wear a uniform. They're not flying flags above their positions uh, and all the rest of that. So this is going to be very, very challenging. And then you have to look at the other potential areas of escalation around the region. There's an important speech that would be made tomorrow by uh, Hezbollah's uh, Hassan Nasrullah. Um, I don't think that he wants Hezbollah to get into a full-on fight with Israel, especially now that Israel's called up 360,000 reserves and increased its defenses and readiness and so forth. But they did lob more rockets and, and, and so forth into Israel today. Uh, that is alarming. Israel has responded more forcefully. But when you recall the damage that was done by Israel in 2006 to Hezbollah and their infrastructure in southern Lebanon, you tend to think that they don't want to revisit that. This would, in other words, an escalation could lead, you know, it essentially be an act of suicide uh, on the part of Hezbollah, noting that, of course, they, they have sympathies for Hamas. Iran might be pushing them. Uh, to get involved in more substantial way. But I don't think Iran can can lead an organization like like Hezbollah to commit suicide. Uh, and I hope, again, that that won't be the case in this situation. But clearly, there are Iranian-supported Shia militia in Iraq and Syria. They have already undertaken dozens of attacks against our bases. Our forces are there at the request of the Iraqi government to help them keep an eye on the Islamic State. Uh, and also in northeastern Syria to ensure that the Islamic State cannot reconstitute itself there. You have the Houthis in Yemen, Iranian supported, that have been launching surface-to-surface -surface missiles that have been intercepted by Israeli ballistic missile defenses and also uh, U.S. ship ballistic missile defenses. And you have Iran itself that could take action that limits the uh, freedom of navigation in the Gulf and could actually have an effect on the global economy if it were to reduce the flow of crude oil and natural gas out of the Gulf. So all of these are possible uh, areas of escalation. And we haven't really talked yet about what's happening in the West Bank, where there's more unrest as well uh, among Palestinians and, and violence between settlers and uh, the Palestinians there, uh, or what could possibly happen in Israel proper, which at 20% of his population, of course, is, is Arab. So there's a lot of different worrying possibilities here. 
uh, and the pressure will be very substantial for the Israeli army to get on with this into the city. I'm not one who believes in a ceasefire uh, at this point, unless it is in the southern part of Gaza to enable the delivery of more humanitarian assistance and perhaps get more of the international citizens and most seriously uh, injured Palestinians uh, into Egypt. But I think they will continue to press the fight. There's one other dimension here that we should not overlook, and that is it in a country of 9.3 million people, when you call up 360,000 reserves, the impact on the economy uh, is substantial as well. And so you get into this, there are multiple clocks ticking, uh, and obviously there's, a, there's an economic clock in Israel that's ticking. There's also the battlefield clock. This is not unlike the Baghdad and Washington clocks that I used to talk about during the surge, where the Washington clock often seemed to be racing ahead a little bit faster than it was our clock uh, on the battlefields in Iraq. Do you think there's any uh, chance, or do you think there's a good chance that you get out a majority of the hostages? It's very hard to tell. Um, I know that the intelligence is working very hard to identify them. Presumably, quite a few of them are in various tunnel systems. Uh, getting them out. And by the way, that complicates the situation even more, makes it even more fiendishly difficult for the Israelis because right. they have technology that they can use in the tunnels in a variety of different ways that I won't get into. But if you're trying to rescue hostages down there, at some point in time, you're going to have to go down there. And that may limit some of the possibilities that they could employ uh, in those tunnel systems. So yet another one of the really complex issues with which they'll have to deal in the days, weeks, and, and possibly months ahead. General Petraeus, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good to be with you, Chris. Thank you. Strategy took time, took commitment, and it took weathering the storm of opposition. And that last one may be the biggest threat to peace. Thank you for watching The Chris Cuomo Project. Chris Cuomo here. Follow, subscribe, appreciate you. News Nation, 8P, 11P, Eastern, every weekday night. Let's get after it.